Hi, I'm Mario Guerra, former mayor of the great city of Downey. And today, well, I'm here with my co-host, uh, Eric Pierce, the editor of the Downey Patriot. And we're here doing Talking Downey with Mario. And Eric. Today, we wanted to talk, uh, uh, Eric, we did a, a, a couple of political shows uh, talking about the recall and things that are going on mm -hmm. in the city of Downey. So we thought today, and we're trying to be non-political here, mm -hmm. okay? We we have pushed our agenda on the recall only because that's what the residents want. But uh, as far as politically on there, you and I are different. Uh, we're on different sides of the aisle, but we're mm -hmm. close to the center. Mm -hmm. So we're not radical in each way. So, you know, our political views uh, are, are very moderate, in my opinion, both mm -hmm. of us. So I think uh, we wanted to keep politics out of this because we didn't want to make this another you know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, discourse uh, that's going on in our country. Um, but it is important to talk about politics from the gentle way, like mm -hmm. who's representing us and information and what they're voting on. And mm -hmm. it'll be great for us to someday to go back to having policy issue discussions. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that would be great. That would be nice. Yeah, instead of, you know, what, what a terrible or a great person you are, mm -hmm. like what are his views, you know, mm -hmm. or her views and stuff. So, you know, this is going to be a very interesting year, uh, speaking of, of politics, because Downey is going to be getting some new representatives, which is very, which is very interesting. We're getting, a, we're guaranteed to get a new assembly person uh, because of redistricting, and we're also going to get a new uh, congressperson. Correct. And, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about more on the local level because yeah. we do have elections coming up in, in in November and maybe sooner with with, with the recall, depending on, on how that goes. Uh, but let's start with the assembly. Okay. Our our current assembly per, uh, person is Christina Garcia. Uh, she is not running for assembly. She's going to be running for Congress, which we'll get to. But Downey now is going to be part of the new 64th assembly district. Right. And we have already a couple of declared candidates. Uh, what do you know about it so far? Well, I do know that uh, there's uh, Blanca Pacheco, the mayor of Downey, that we both know really well on there. She's announced that she's going to be running for that seat. Uh, we think that there's an uh, Ana Valencia from uh, the vice mayor of the city of Norwalk, which is one of the cities. Uh, I know that there's, um, and I put down uh, Dr. Rob Can uh, Cancio. Cancio. Uh, he's with the Norwalk, uh, Norwalk uh, Unified School District. So I know that the, those are the declared candidates. Mm -hmm. uh, they all have different strengths. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, uh, Blanca, for example, she represents the largest city. Downey is 25% mm -hmm. of the district, so that's a big plus on there. I think she's well-liked and well-respected. I think Anna could conceivably get the party, the Democratic Party, and the union vote. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Dr. He's... Um, he gave himself $150,000 right off uh, the bat. Right off the bat. So that gets everybody's attention mm -hmm. because, unfortunately, money is so important mm -hmm. uh, on these kind of races because you got to be able to get your message out. Mm -hmm. You got to hire people. You got to do things. So those are the three that I've seen uh, already declared. Mm -hmm. I, uh, in my personal opinion, just being involved with politics, there'll be a few others at mm -hmm. least. I think it'll be an interesting race. Uh, I don't know if there's a Republican running. Uh, it's a primary Democratic seat. Uh, but I think the Republican Party is trying to make sure that every seat is at least contested. Mm -hmm. So I think that they're looking for someone or people are already talking about it. Well, you know what, what's interesting because 
in this new district, it stretches from Bell, Bell Gardens, right. east, as far east to La Mirada and La Habra. And La Habra Heights, too. And those are Heights. And those are more, more conservative cities, if mm -hmm. you will. But it does include Norwalk, which mm -hmm. Norwalk, uh, very heavily Democratic mm -hmm. uh, voting uh, block and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it does change. Some of the whole demographics are different. Definitely. Uh, it makes it tough to campaign, too, I would imagine, because you have such uh, different cities and different communities right. where you almost have to change your message in a way, depending right. on, on where you're campaigning. Yeah, because the, the voters of La Mirada have different interests and goals than the voters of Bell. It's, I'm mm -hmm. not putting assertions on either one of the two. Mm -hmm. They're just different. So you do have to uh, represent a broader spectrum. In the mm -hmm. city of Downey, and there, you know, we consider ourselves, uh, you know, a, a difference in, in certain things. Being an independent city, like some of the other mm -hmm. cities, versus a county fire or sheriff's department. So it, it it will be interesting how that works out. It will, and and obviously, I think we're both more familiar with Blanca because you know, being from Downey, and and she's our our current mayor right now. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how she campaigns and how the race really shapes up. And so there's a primary in June, correct? Correct. And so the top two finishers in the primary head off to a November runoff? Correct. Regardless of party affiliation, uh, our state now has the top two. So the top two uh, in June will face off and move forward. And it could be regardless of party. So I think you're going to see I think you're going to see a lot of fundraisers in the next mm -hmm. couple of months. You're going to see a lot of different people coming out. Um, but in, in unfortunately, you're looked at as a legitimate candidate if you can raise funds, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's a skill. When I ran for state senate, uh, you know, you do a lot of fundraising. I was able to raise a million dollars altogether, uh, combination, and it's it's a lot of work. You were right. asking people to have confidence in you. Um, well, let me ask you this. So, uh, Dr. Concio from the Norwalk Lombard School Board uh, gave his campaign a significant amount of money. What is that? $150,000? $150,000, yeah. So, how, how do you interpret that? Because it, does that mean he, he's not going to be fundraising, or is that just like uh, to kick off his campaign? I mean, is it, is it good or bad that he's giving himself I, money? I think number one is he's got it to give, so that's a good thing. I don't think that, I mean, he lives locally so he's not uh, you know and he's a doctor he's an army veteran uh or he's a veteran i'm not sure if he's an army to be honest with you i forgot to, to double check on that but i think it, it, under any circumstance it, right. it's got to be considered good you mm -hmm. know he's starting with one hundred and fifty thousand dollars over everybody else mm -hmm. at least to go in on uh, and, and that in itself gets the attention of what's called the, uh, the, the third house in Sacramento, mm -hmm. the lobbyists and the different power groups. They're going to see, wow, he's got $150,000 to start, while the other ones is going to take him a while to get there. Uh, this race, you need between three hundred dollars and $500,000 for an assembly seat. Mm -hmm. For a Senate seat, you need between six hundred and a million dollars You know, when I ran, my opponent had, you know, uh, $3 million left over from the mm -hmm. past. And, at the end of the race when the Democratic Party put in a couple million dollars in the last week. So it's all about money, yeah. you know, and he barely won. And, you know, that was Tony Mendoza and then had to resign in disgrace, uh, uh, you know, a little while later. So so that money that he gave his campaign, is that a loan? Does he get it back? I, you know what? It can be. It can, two um, different things. There's two ways to do it. You can put a loan uh, and loan it, and then you, you have to just declare it. All the mm -hmm. reporting is all there for transparency, mm -hmm. or he could have donated. If he right. has a loan and he raises enough money for future things, mm -hmm. you can always pay yourself back. 
And that's okay. most likely what he did. Most politicians do that if they're printing right. that money. Or if you just gave it to you to it, then I'll tell you it sends an even stronger message that you're really all in. Mm -hmm. You're not worried about repaying yourself. But you but why would some why would anybody pay so much money to be in public office? That would be my question. If it's a loan, I understand it. Mm -hmm. But it, it would make me question the, the sanity of giving so much money <laughs> to be in public office. You know? Well, because 150000 is a lot of money to you and I and to most people. Uh, but you know what, though? There's, I think you have to have a certain gumption to run for public office that you really feel you can make a difference. Mm -hmm. uh, you're putting yourself out there. You know, it can be embarrassing. Uh, people are going to do all this research on mm -hmm. you. They're going to talk about you, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, so you need to have certain skill set and certain confidence mm -hmm. that you can do the job and you're willing to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. So I never take away from anybody that's willing to do that because we both know it's hard to run for office, it's hard to declare, and you're making yourself a public uh, figure. Uh, so I don't begrudge him for that. I think mm -hmm. that you have to have uh, confidence in your ability to make change, mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons why you would do that. So I, I don't be, I don't be, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. It, I understand. I want $150,000. It's a lot but of money. It's a lot of money yeah. out there. But maybe, yeah. again, you know, I loaned my campaign money uh, when I ran, and I never got it back because mm. at the end I used it all, mm. uh, all the money from the campaign. But you do that because you feel it's important enough to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And reading his press release, you know, it sounds like that way, that right. that's what he was looking to do. Interesting. Okay, uh, Congress, you know, for uh, I don't know how many uh, how many years uh, we, we've had uh, Congresswoman Lucia Royba Allard in, in office. Um, I'm not sure how you, how you, I think I know how you feel about her, but she's, uh, she's a Downey resident. I feel she's always advocated very well for Downey, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss her. She's always been very accessible, um, but she's decided to retire. And so she's she's uh, she's not going to be our congressman yeah. anymore. She uh, kind of what happened before to Congressman Steve Horn, that in redistricting uh, in 2010, everything was just kind of pushed away, and and you know, mm -hmm. and her district was completely uh, uh, you know taken away, if you will, or squeezed mm -hmm. out. Uh, this is the first time in the history of California that we actually have one less congressional seat. We actually grew, the state of California grew less than the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. Some states like Texas got six new congressional seats, mm -hmm. and it's all over the country. California lost one. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of squeezing it out. Um, Congressman Lucille Roybrow-Allard, I'm proud to call her a friend. Uh, she's a classy person. She's always uh, represented us. Her and I disagree on a lot of policy issues. Uh, but she's a very, very good person mm -hmm. and always had the best interests of, of our constituents here. Uh, it's interesting is that, you know, for, for her, she, you know, when I was mayor, I would, we would go back to Sacramento, she was on the Appropriations Committee, and we lobbied for certain things, mm -hmm. and we get some transportation things. Mm -hmm. The beautiful corner of Lakewood and Firestone Boulevard, that was $16 million that she helped us get to make that a safer corner, mm -hmm. one of the most traveling streets, not only in the city, but in the region. So it, she was always very good about making sure that we got money back. 
So and everybody always criticized me. Oh, Mario, you're against smaller government. Why are you going back there with your hands out? It's like, well, wait a second. Because we paid into it. Mm -hmm. So we want our fair share. Mm -hmm. And she was good at helping us do that. Again, for local projects. I, at one period, I believe there was like $30 million over a four-year period that mm -hmm. she helped us. So when you see things throughout our community, great person. Um, the other person that's leaving, that's becoming part of this district, is uh, Congressman Alan Lowenthal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kind of, Congressman Alan Lowenthal was our state senator when we had that whole water uh, shutdown, the, the wrong error with the county right. and so forth. Um, and him and I worked very closely together. Again, another uh, liberal Democrat on there. I consider myself a moderate Republican. And Alan Lowenthal is one of the nicest, uh, uh, you know, good, decent people you're ever going to meet. I always made fun of him and I always told him the only thing wrong with you, Congressman, is you don't know how to vote. Mm -hmm. You know, and I knew me as a joke. Mm -hmm. But these are two classy people that I consider friends. Personal mm -hmm. things. Uh, Congressman came to my uh, birthday party, my 50th birthday party, so forth. So we're going to miss them from that. These are people that when you can work across the aisle uh, and, and talk about things and again go back to policy. So I have complete respect for both of them. I think if we have more people like them, I think that you would have um, less rancor in, in, the, in the country, if you will. Absolutely. So we're going to miss them both. But mm -hmm. both those seats are now combined into one. Right. And now, hence, we have a new congressman that's going to represent us. We are. And, and, Who's that going to be? And <laughs> looking forward, it looks like it's either going to be one of, of the two Garcias. Is going to be either Christina Garcia, our current Islamic person who's running for Congress, or it could also be Robert Garcia, current mayor of Long Beach. And and what what's your take? What's your initial takeaway? Well, you know, when we talked about money uh, earlier about helping success, it's not the end all politics, but it sure helps. So Mayor Robert Garcia is going to get a lot of money. He's going to raise a lot of money. He's had a very high-profile name ID. Mm -hmm. I think during um, uh, during the uh, COVID pandemic, I think Long Beach stood out as a shining light, getting their folks vaccinated, doing mm -hmm. all kinds of progressive things that worked out from COVID mm -hmm. standpoint. Uh, so he's got a great name ID and recognition in mm -hmm. the area. Um, and he's also been, I mean, he helped uh, President Biden mm -hmm. and Governor Newsom and mm -hmm. Vice President Harris and, uh, you know, the school superintendent and all these folks that I don't, beholden is not the right word, but they're already endorsing him coming mm -hmm. out. So he's going to have a high profile visibility. He's going to be able to raise a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And he's coming from Long Beach, the biggest city in the district by mm -hmm. far. Uh, and I think he's got the endorsement of Congressman Alan Lowenthal, too. Mm -hmm. So that's one. And then you have Christina Garcia here locally. Her office is literally right below where we're sitting right now. We're on the corner of Downey uh, Avenue and Firestone Boulevard right next to Portos. This is where our, my office is. Um, so she has a lower profile, has a couple of things in her skeleton that mm -hmm. came out a couple years ago. I think she got cleared, but she took some time off in the middle of that. Um, and her legislative things have been mostly on women's things regarding, uh, you know, the, her, the tam free tampons and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So she's been kind of that one issue, if you will. Uh, she's also um, looking maybe for, you know, her endorsements seem to be from the local city. the local level. The local level mm -hmm. and, and, and folks of that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, council people in some of the cities who represent 
Um, so it's going to be an interesting race. You know, I think it's going to be, you know, the people are going to get confused. you got both of them last name Garcia, mm -hmm. so they're going to have to make sure that it's Robert or Christina, you right. know, and it's kind of interesting. One of the things that she helped pass was when you go to Target, you can't have gender, you have to have gender neutral clothes for kids. Mm -hmm. They can't be girls toys or boys toys, right? Mm -hmm. So now, at least in this case, you're going to have to know whether it's a woman or the male because they both have Garcia. Yeah. And I'm, I'm being facetious and mm -hmm. making fun of that. But yes, that's going to be a close one. That one's going to take a lot of money. You're going to see a lot of advertising. And I see uh, Mayor Robert Garcia having the edge up on that because of he, that. He needs to be the favorite. And Robert Garcia, uh, you know, he, he's a political star on the rice. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think Congress would be, if he wins, would be his end game. I think he has other things um, in, in in mind as far as his political ambition, his political future. Uh, it, it's going to be very it's going to be very interesting to, yeah. to see. Yeah. I mean, they're both very progressive candidates. Um, so, but e either way, it'll be Downey's getting a new congressperson. Right. It's going to be either likely it's going to be either Robert Garcia or Christina, or Christina Garcia. Correct. Correct. We're getting somebody new. And I think from Downey's standpoint, you know, you build the relationship. My my advice to the council, next year's council, is regardless who it is, and I worked well, uh, you know, that's how I got to know Congressman the Sierra Robbo. I worked well uh, in, you know, local municipalities. Um, you know, it's illegal in the state of California to run in local government as a partisan uh, seat. So they're all nonpartisan, mm -hmm. all, you know, 480 some odd cities in the state of California. So you run as a nonpartisan. So you need to work to get along, to get along, and you should. So I think no matter who it is, my advice to them is reach out to them early, right after the election, get to know them, make sure that they know who they're representing, our community. Because our community is special, mm -hmm. and we should brag about it, but here's who we are. We're not the typical city, mm -hmm. et cetera. So I, I think that will happen. You know, you, you mentioned the, the city council. Let's talk, so let's talk about the city council, uh, 2022. We have a couple of elections. Uh, Claudia Frometa is up for re-election. And uh, she actually announced on the Downey Patriot podcast that she is running for re-election. So she will be uh, a candidate. And also Sean Ashton, he's being trimmed out. He's being trimmed out of office. So that is that District 2. Right. Uh, so guaranteed there's going to be a new uh, council member in District 2. Right. Right. I think that, uh, and then you forgot the third leg of that. Uh, you know, is what happens in District 3 with the recall of mm -hmm. Catherine Alvarez. That could conceivably be on the same ballot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've always done a good job here in our city. We've never had scandal among the council. We haven't had that much division on there. Sure, sometimes you have uh, particularly policy issues mm -hmm. that get divided on there, but this has been the most divisive council that we've seen in years. Mm -hmm. uh, and then some of the gadflies that come along with uh, Councilman Catherine Alvarez, mm -hmm. too, just make a mockery of the whole city council mm -hmm. process. And it's embarrassing. I wouldn't want to take my kids to see a council meeting, mm -hmm. even though you have this pride mm -hmm. uh, other because of that. You know, um, earlier, a couple months ago, uh, a lot of principals from Downey Unified were being honored. And I remember watching it. And they're there, and then on the front row, you have these gadflies, and you have these 
crazy people with these signs that are just embarrassing. Mm. And these these teachers, these educators are looking at this, kind of looking around like, what's happened to our city when you have, but it's only a handful. It's, it's a it, few. It, it, it is, know? and I think that's important to know. You know, we're a city of 113,000 people, yeah. and it's a very minuscule number who like to, you know, scream and, and, and make noise or and make false you have you have the noise people you've got the the Hermans and some other guy Greenberg and then you got some of the other idiots the Rodolfo and Juan John you know or whatever that just make up stuff they just mm -hmm. completely make up things and, and say that this is happening where we all know it's not mm -hmm. so it is a waste of time when staff has to look at these things and, and respond and so forth but um, anyways so we have the third council seat uh, hopefully in District 3. So, mm -hmm. Claudia Fermetta, um, she's done a great job, represented the city with ethics, with uh, passion. Mm -hmm. She did a good job as mayor. So, <coughs> I don't know who will be running against her, but they're going to have an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure she'll work very hard, but mm -hmm. she, uh, she should be the favorite. District 2 being wide open, it's been, District 2 has been different than all the other ones. I'm proud to, I come from District 2, I served for eight years there, and before me, Meredith Perkins served for eight years. So I think you're going to have a couple of candidates coming up. Uh, I think they should, you know, there's not any ones that stand out mm -hmm. that are, that are, have announced or are going to be announcing, but we'll see that. Uh, either way, what I urge the Downey residents to do is to make sure that they vet their own candidates. They make sure that they vet who it is, that it's just not phony stuff. They say that they belong to this group mm -hmm. and just, you know, they attended one meeting ever and so forth. So make sure we know who we're voting for. What happened this last time, we didn't do that. We, and I use that term loosely, our community. And, you know, in my opinion, and this is, you know, I'm part, you know, one of the hosts of this podcast, mm -hmm. what happened was I think we have that a different woke culture that happened last time. You had uh, the person was first on the ballot. You have Catherine Alvarez. Uh, so she was first on there, has a Hispanic name, has, you know, uh, wanted to get people free rent, get rid of the mortgages. She attacked people at City Hall. She's going to change this and so forth. So some of those things resonate with some people. And I think she got in because she was partly a, a part of those things. So, but nobody bothered to take a look at her out there protesting in front of the council members' houses and what she really had done and, and her criminal record and so forth. So I think now this was a good wake-up call to our community. It's like to everybody, mm -hmm. hey folks, going forward, can we make sure that we take a look uh, seriously? We've done a good job. We've had great council people there, and I was proud of the people I served with before and after me too. So that's going to be the key. Mm -hmm. The key is, and everybody understands, you just need to count the three. Okay, three is the power uh, out of the five. We've been successful in having good people. We haven't had some of the other issues from other southeast cities mm -hmm. because of that. Because reason always works out. Okay, let's talk about it openly. Right. You know. You, so. you know what concerns me is you know in this political climate that we're in right now, both you know nationally and even now locally, is are we get are we going to get fewer qualified candidates? Because you almost have to be a little crazy to run for city council today. Yeah. Because why would you? You don't get paid for it. It's a volunteer position. And to put up with all that nonsense is asking for a lot. So I don't know if we're going to get the usual crop of really qualified candidates. I'm curious to see that. And for the sake of the city, I hope that we do. 
and you know, and, and the best person wins. I just don't know who's going to run. I, I don't know. And, and Eric, you couldn't be more right on. Because, for example, I have to help talk my daughter out of running mm -hmm. for that seat for District 2 on there that originally she interested mm -hmm. in. She's a political science major and graduated from LMU mm -hmm. and has her heart and soul here in the city of Downey, mm -hmm. lives in the district, raising her family in the district, wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. But with the rancor going on and the craziness, why subject yourself mm -hmm. to that? Mm -hmm. You can do public service or community service another way. So I have I convinced her not to run for those reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I think you're absolutely right. Who in their right mind would do that? You gotta be a pretty strong person. And again, what if uh, impacts you is your family. Mm -hmm. You know, until when you saw Catherine Alvarez, you know, in front of these council people's houses, Councilman Alex Saab, he had his three little kids inside mm -hmm. while she's out there yelling. We put out those videos before. You got, you know, Councilman Rick Rodriguez is in the hospital and his wife and granddaughter home and you got Catherine Alvarez with a bullhorn, 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, uh, Councilwoman Fermenta and her family inside. Mm -hmm. So why would you subject your family mm -hmm. to that for public service? You're 100% right. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be interesting who's willing to do that mm -hmm. that has enough confidence in their ability to uh, you know, to put those blinders on and mm -hmm. move forward in helping the community with some of these idiots that are that are doing these right. things. Right, and you know, going back to Blanca, if she's successful in her campaign for assembly, she would need to resign her seat on city council. Correct. So that would be another available seat, right. and who knows who who would get on there and how that would play out. Well, if she wins her seat in this November, she's there's two years left on her term. Mm -hmm. So according to our charter, you, they can't. They, I think they might be able to leave it. I, I I don't know that they might be able to leave it open. Um, but they cannot appoint somebody mm -hmm. because it's it's uh, it's too much time. Right. So in a special election, it would cost X and so forth. So it depends on the political climate and who gets in in November. Mm -hmm. But you have for sure you got two people in November. Uh, excuse me. Well, one you got Councilman Mario Trujillo is the only sure thing mm -hmm. on the council. Yeah. You think that Claudia Fermenta will be reelected, mm -hmm. so that would be two. Mm -hmm. If Blanca moves on, Sean moves on, and Catherine moves on, mm -hmm. boy, you're going to change the whole concept of the city council. Absolutely. Some say in a good way. <laughs> okay. That, that it can, depends on how you look at it, but there's also no denying that it it, it affects us all. It, it, it would affect sure. city hall or you know the city manager, the department heads, depending because you know people want to work for a city council that's stable, right. and that and that is on the same page and, and working cohesively but you know there's a lot at stake right now there is there is and you know and i know because i know that you and and hans are getting involved with the downtown uh, business district improvement well we're gonna have a meeting uh we're gonna have a podcast just on that mm -hmm. but that's those are some exciting things on there but you're right it takes important people at city hall even to work within the downtown business district on there mm -hmm. but that'll be enough for another day yeah. uh we're talking about elected officials on it so anyways um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Redistricting changed the landscape of California this yeah. year. Um, I think that um, what's going to happen in Southern California, there's going to be a lot of different uh, moving chairs mm -hmm. and moving pieces mm -hmm. uh, from all over the place. Yeah. And I think people have seen that. You know, you've had so far five uh, Democrats uh, um, leaving Congress. You have one main Republican in California. In California, I think you got uh, Jackie Spear from the Bay Area. I think you got Karen Bass running for uh, LA Mayor. Oh, uh, obviously, Congressman uh, Lucia Rodwell Allen, Alan Lowenthal, 
And I know there was another name in there that I uh, forgot, but then you have a very high profile uh, Congressman Devin Nunez. Uh, from the Valley, from the Central California. So it is a big change. There's mm -hmm. expected changes in all of Congress, mm -hmm. you know, that people are talking about the uh, leadership changing. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting. And then yeah. what happens here in the election, I think the pieces all be moving around. Yeah. So stay tuned. And I think mm -hmm. those are always things that we can continue talking. This is a real preliminary show that we're doing. It is. It is. <laughs> it, we're, we're very early. It's it's, it's uh, very early in the process, but we're going to stay on top of it. Absolutely. And the, you know, the Downey Patriot is, is going to be reporting on it. And uh, we'll see how it plays out. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay, so this is our uh, one of our earlier issues now for January, uh, talking about uh, coming up year. Let us know what you'd like to hear about. We're doing these shorter podcasts. We're doing these 15, 20 minutes, one subject podcasts instead of our earlier's going on and uh, what we want and the dork, the dork of the month is always fun. Uh, we got to get back to that. Um, but we gladly listen to what you like us to do. Where our, our readers are, and our viewers and our listeners are talking to us, uh, you know. And so we're doing more things like this, shorter, more on point, more on subject. Uh, please email us. Please text us. Uh, my phone number is available to you on text. Our emails are available. Uh, watch us on Spotify, on Apple, on where every place that you can listen to podcasts, and of course our YouTube channel. But uh, we look forward to growing this podcast, being informative, being honest with the uh, folks on there. And again, I think between Eric and I, we'll give you the, the truth and we'll give you a different perspective uh, both ways. So. Absolutely. Follow us on Facebook, uh, leave us a comment, and uh, we do read the comments. So, so reach out to us. We do. And, yeah. and if you that mean person that wrote that thing about me and the, my girth on there, I deleted you. But no, I'm kidding. I didn't do that. <laughs> Some people are mean, though. Yeah, I, they are. Know, I, am, I am overweight. But I, I love you anyway. <laughs> Folks, have a good week on there. This is signing off, talking Downey with Mario. And Eric.